Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Shooter Supplies, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another wonderful weekend in Wisconsin. I'm Tom Neubauer. That man sitting next to me is Danny Bush. We are here to uh, inform and hopefully entertain you a little bit for the next two hours here on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. And if you want to get involved in the discussions, got any questions or comments, 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Sitting in today for Ryan Horvat is the guy who's on the Chuck and Wicket, uh, Winkler show, Chuck and Winkler, uh, the producer of that show, Cody Grant. You hear him five days a week. <laughs> You know, and he's sitting in. Good morning, Cody. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me on. So listen, yeah, thanks. Yeah, right. Like you wanted to be here at this time of the morning. Yeah, good Brewers game last night. Got in around 2 a.m. It got home. Oh, so. man. It, that wasn't, I didn't stay up for the end of that one, but that was an exciting game. Did you hear about it, Danny? No, I have not heard about it. So Well, in the 15th inning, Philly goes ahead. Well, I mean, Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh? Yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh yeah. goes ahead. Pittsburgh, by Philly, two, same by, difference. Yeah, by two runs, right? They go ahead by two. <laughs> In the bottom of the 15, Brewers come back with three runs to win it. <laughs> wow. Wow, yeah. It was, so, it, was a high, it was a wild one out there. The big question is, does it pick us up a game in the standings now? We were 4 No, uh, no. Not at all. The no. Cardinals and the Cubs both won yeah, last night. So right. just keeps in the same yeah. spot. Still on third place, the Central. So, so you weren't at the stadium last night? Yes, I was. You? Oh, you were. So how many <laughs> yeah. people were left in the 15th inning? Not and many. Eight? Must nah. have been maybe 2,000. That what, was it, huh? What time of night is that? That was, <laughs> let's see, I think it finished up a little bit after midnight. It's so about 12.30, I think. Wow. That's, that's yeah, late. it was a late game. Yeah. And a lot of people left right at the ninth inning, right after they went into extras. A lot of people started walking out. Sure. And but then by the left inning, 12th inning, 13th, you just saw a big increase. Yeah. A decrease, I should yeah. say. Wow. In the 15th. So tell us a little bit, you know, a lot of people, they don't get to know a little bit about people who work behind the scenes here at the station. Now, you've been doing Chuck and Winkler producing their show for quite a while, right? Yeah, it's been over a year. I started last year during June. I think my yeah. first day was June 5th, so it's yeah, been a while now. So you like working with those two knuckleheads? Love it. You know, it's, it's sometimes you have to get in between them because uh, but, they yeah. got a 
much differing of opinions on many different topics. Oh, yeah, I know. Sports, I hear that. But yeah, I think they, it makes the show good. There, there's like me and Tom, you know. We get into it all the time here, so you might have to jump Not, across the <laughs> you might have to jump across the table here to break yeah. us up. You know, actually, we're we're actually pretty good. You we're know, pretty good. Yeah, we're, yeah, 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 we don't we, really we disagree sometimes. Sometimes, but not. It not like Chuck and Winkler. Sometimes they really get it. <laughs> I always look at conflict yeah. is good, but you don't want to get too far. Yeah, yeah. past that line. Who was healthy that? debate is yes. good. Who was that? Uh, wait, was it Tim Allen got in it with the uh, Zenzola? Was it those two one time? If you ever listen to those two on the radio, rather it be in the morning or the afternoon show, yeah, there's going to be some fireworks. Well, Zenzola, the one I heard at one time. He just got so upset. He just stopped talking. He was gonna leave the leave the leave the He's studio. Take his ball and go home. Yeah, he was gonna take his <laughs> ball and go home. He, he had but enough. Then Sparky, <laughs> he kind of fights with everybody though. I like that though. He's well, you know, years ago, because you know Sparky when he started here, I mean, he still does everything. But back then, he he basically ran the state. He did everything. And what he told me one time was because I said. Uh, something about him, t- you know, always taking the opposite side or whatever of whatever whoever was sitting with him, and he says, "Well, I do that for radio content." He says, "You just can't have two guys agreeing all the time." He says, "So I'll just take the opposite side, even though that's not what I believe. I'll just do that to ramp up the audience, and then the audience, the people listening, get all upset with him if he's on the wrong side." <laughs> Point counterpoint love- with yeah. Dan Aykroyd yeah. and Jane Curtin. Right. Yeah, exactly. It was Jane, one of those- you ignorant. I can't even yeah. go there. Yeah. Remember those? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if can't, they'd be able in today's politically correct world if they could do some of those uh, Saturday know. Night Live skits. I don't know. It, that would be tough. You don't have the one guy, Chico Escuela, which was played by, what is his name? Was it Gavin Morris? He'd go, Oh, Gavin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baseball been very, very good to me. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you can't even find those. No. You can't even find those YouTube <laughs> right. videos. There's a lot of old skits you can't find right. from SNL. Right. They probably figure it's politically incorrect. Yeah. Well, I just want to let the audience know that at 7.05, we have a special guest coming on. Uh, you know, let me, let me, uh, you know, Tom, there's a reason Steve Schmidt from the bone collectors. Yeah. Thank you. You got, I was just going to bring that. We'll be up. talking about the North American whitetail championship. Yeah. yeah. See, I, 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 I read the I know, email. You read you sent the email. Me, yeah. And I knew <laughs> I wrote this down at four yeah. 30 this yeah. morning off okay. my, off my <laughs> email knowing that you wouldn't have the name handy. No, I had to had to pull it up on the email. Yeah, well, Steve right. Schmidt. Yeah, he's uh, from uh, it's act, the Bone Collectors North American Whitetail Championship, and he's going to tell us all about that. How you can enter that deal, get some great prizes, and maybe win a championship on getting a, a big buck. You know. Okay, so, so that's as in as much as you're going to tell. That's all about I'm going to say. You're not going to pull a no, John Layman. I'm not going to pull go, a John. He'd introduce a guest years ago, and he'd go, and you do this, and this, and that, and that, and he'd tell the whole story. What's the point of even having the guest talk? Because you just and basically, by that time the guest is off. But right? yeah, you oh, just well. told him everything he's going <laughs> to yeah, say anyway. Guest, uh, yeah, it, it, there was like nothing left for him to say. He, John would say it all, <laughs> and it's like, okay. <laughs> oh goodness me, what a beautiful week. Yeah. Yeah, well, great know. week here in Wisconsin. It's, Gee, you know, so it's, beautiful about it. Well, you know, I'll tell you. I'm back working, dude. Yeah, good for you. Teaching school. Yeah, good. Yeah. Gotta gotta get some knowledge in those little brains of mush, you know. What do you mean brains of mush? Well, they're all mush when they're kids, and then you gotta fill that mush up with stuff. My kid was <laughs> my, when I grew up, my head was 
My head was mush. I, yeah. It's amazing I made it as far as I have to be lucky sitting next to you, Tom. Well. And you were having smokes outside the high school with packs oh. of smokes rolled up in your sleeves like you're the Fonz. One time. I went to. And getting your a, principal looking a, out the window no, saying. No, it, it wasn't a principal. McFly. No, I'll tell you. McNubauer, you're a slacker. You're, you're right in one regard. What? Um, I went to Washington High School. I first went to Pius for a year and a half, but they didn't have a sense of humor, and they asked me to leave. Kicked you so, out of the Catholic school. <laughs> yeah, so I went to Washington, which was better for me because I lived closer to Washington anyway. But anyway, one time my buddy and I, we were across the street, and if anybody knows Washington High School and 43rd Street there, uh, just, uh, what would that be, just south of Center Street, anyway, between Center and North, we were on the opposite side of the school, leaning next to my 62 Chevy Nova, Having a, we each had a can of beer and a cigarette, and the teacher. We were supposed to be in a class up on like the third floor. He's hanging out the window. Hey, and he hollers our names. Get your butts in here. Probably didn't say butts either. No, he didn't. Uh, <laughs> like I said, well, some places didn't have a sense of humor. Back you know in the mean? days <laughs> when men were men, and you know, and sheep were nervous, sheep were scared, but. The uh, did you get that, Cody? <laughs> the uh, um, the good old days when you didn't, you guys weren't off doing heroin or no, anything. No, you were just rebels, beer, having a beer, beer and cigarettes. Worst thing we ever did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowadays everybody's on heroin yeah, and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah. anyway, you know, it's so funny, Danny, that it it, it that this summer has gone by so fast in in. What? How many days is it? So we got the early goose season, September first. Archery is starting in the middle of September. That's only a few weeks away. Are you going to go goose hunting again? Well, the I got early a, goose. I think I, I think I am, and and I have, I was going to go online and check up, check that out because it seems to me that opened two years ago when I went. I remember it was Labor Day weekend. I yeah. believe I came back. Mm-hmm. So next weekend's Labor Day yeah, weekend. Right. Yeah, that's really really quick. Now. And uh so I wonder if it is gonna open next week. September first, yeah. It does September yeah. normally they open things, Tom, like the first Saturday in September. Yeah. I thought, well, okay. Well, I'll, I'll Google it. You or Google if someone it. can call us in. Yes. Maybe Al Shook can call us yeah. in. He probably knows the rundown of every waterfall season that there is out yeah. there. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Early goose. Is it the first Saturday or is it next Saturday or is it the first so, September first? I thought it was September. After 1st. you blast your geese, uh, t- breast them out and take them to Bucky's Fine Meats in McQuanago. Yep, and get the jalapeno cheddar hot sticks made. Mm-hmm. It gives you a good reason to shoot a goose. Yeah, yeah. You can hit, shoot your goose yeah. and eat it too. And if you like it really hot. They got the one with the hob, a ghost pepper and habanero. That is, that's too hot <laughs> for me. <laughs> ghost pepper and habanero sticks. You'll be going like a goose. Ooh, will you after ever you have that, man? That's a that's that's ooh, that's too hot. Yeah, but bow season, yeah, bow season is. You know, that's uh, when is that open? Normally the right around. Normally right around the fourteenth. Yeah, depending on how that Saturday falls. Right, Tom. right. Yeah, so that's only a f- uh, three weeks away. Small you know? game typically opens then as well. Yeah. Uh, Northern zone grouse in bungee rabbit hunting uh, starts. At that time well, as well. Well, you gotta the... you gotta read up on those 
grouse uh, regulations because they got a problem with the grouse. The uh, West Nile virus, yeah, I know that they're yeah, really they uh, concerned about that, and I think there's going to be some monitoring and yeah. uh, testing and they were, going they on. They were checking uh, nesting sites and all that stuff, and the numbers are way down from what it was, you know. So, you know, yeah, they got to you got to check the regs. I was just looking at something about that, and there's I don't know if it's a shortened season or shortened bag limit or whatever, but, yeah, there's something special going on about that. Another one that Al Shook could tell us about. Also, um, for you deer hunters out there, like, you know, up on my wealthy estate in Douglas County, uh, (laughs) right now you can buy bonus uh, antlerless permits, which they haven't had for a number of years up there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we were just going through that yesterday with a guy, and <clears throat> you got to know what zone you're hunting in, you know. That's important, you know, as far as if it's buck only or getting the antlerless permit. Where my son Nick goes, gun deer, they can shoot one buck and three doe. Archery, one buck, three doe. If he could or wanted to or if he had enough freezer space, <laughs> he could actually end up shooting eight deer. That's... That's a lot. It's a lot of deer, boy. Well, listen, we got to go to a quick break. We'll be right back with more with Danny Bush, me, Tom Newbauer, and of course, sitting in today is Cody Grant on uh, on the boards there. And you are listening on 1250 AM or 105.7 FM, The Fan. Get it there, Danny. Figured uh, it out? Uh, 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 yeah. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter <laughs> Supply. Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250. Give us a call. Hunting, fishing report. Uh, if you got a rogue yeah. rabid raccoon running around the neighborhood, let us know about it. Mm-hmm. So, Danny, what's going on, on and out in the town, village, city? I don't know what the heck parts of it it is. With, uh, what's going on out there in Pewaukee? Well, as I like to call it, Bushville. Yeah, Bushville. <laughs> <laughs> har, har, har. So, anyway, uh, our friend Rod Grimmy, um, he, uh, he contacted me. He's kind of upset about a little something going on out there, which a lot, it's kind of flying under the radar. Uh, in fact, you know, I think I... I've, I've been hearing for, for a long time, I had heard about a proposed stadium or sports complex in the Waukesha area and, and maybe having some kind of a baseball team and a lot of the residents in Waukesha were against it. I'd, I'd hear about that on the news, but this one out by Pewaukee in the city of Pewaukee. Now you got the village, which is right by me. You got the village or city just on the outskirts. Um, there's a big uh, sports complex, which is being proposed. Now, uh, it's kind of hard sometimes to maybe wrap your head around where this would be located at. Uh, I've talked about the Lake Country Trail, where that Wauk- or Waukesha County Trail, which is such a great trail to go biking and, and uh, running on. Well, right off of, uh, I believe it's Gulf Road, mm-hmm. is where the trail starts. It's right before the fitness center there, mm-hmm. um, which the name escapes me right now. But that's like z- uh, mile zero. Just to the right of there is a golf course. Yeah. Yeah, you can see the golf course. When you start on the trail, right at the beginning of the trails where you see a road goes back in there. I've never gone gone down that road into that golf course, but apparently there's a 
I guess there's a restaurant or whatever back yeah. there, and it's a nice, quiet area. Yeah, I've been on that golf course many times. Okay, yeah. and yeah. it's nice and quiet. You see deer, mm-hmm. and it's part of the, uh, it's part of the experience, part of the Lake Country Trail. Well, evidently, there's some big developer wanting to just get rid of the golf course and turn this into this massive project out there. They want to put this big uh, baseball stadium in there. Um, and possibly for a, a minor league team, uh, they got they're they want to put sixty four market rate apartments, a hundred thirty age apartments, whatever the heck that is, a second baseball field, no golf course. So, in other words, they want to make it into this big complex, so mm-hmm. the nice little quiet golf course with all the uh, with all the uh, you know wildlife and mm-hmm. peacefulness would be gone, and so. What people are concerned about is uh, uh, traffic, um, you know, increase in taxes, uh, especially, you know, that Gulf Road can get, if, if traffic's ever diverted off the interstate, right. that road, and if there's like a, a baseball game or something or whatever, mm-hmm. and bikers like to go down that mm-hmm. area, it's relatively not a whole, you know, not too much terrible traffic now, but it just might wreck things. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are concerned about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right now it's, it's, it's kind of looking like the council or the city of Pewaukee might, might approve it. I suppose there's big money involved, but if, uh, if you are against it, uh, you can send letters to the, uh, or Fort, whatever, if it's America, you can express your, you know, opinion freely unless, mm-hmm. unless, you know, you got a Democrat telling you you can't. Um, you can send letters to the Common Council and Planning Commission uh, in Pewaukee, or you could email the mayor. Now, this is real easy. Even Tom, even you couldn't screw this up. (laughs) Mayor at Pewaukee.wi.us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or you could contact, there's a number of older persons as well. So if you do a little Google research on it, you can get some more information. Rod sent me a whole bunch of stuff where yeah. I can't, I'm not going to read through it all on the air. And he, he's up bear hunting. So maybe he'll give us a call in a couple yeah. of weeks. In fact, he might run for an alder person yeah. because he's kind of upset about some of them going along with this. Got a question for you. Does, yeah. does it mean that the developer owns the golf course now or wants to buy the golf course? Uh, that I'm not sure. That's a lot it, of money involved there. Yeah. Not just the buying of the property, but then the building of all this stuff. You know? Right. Right. So, I'm, I'm, you know, as far as big business, you know, it's hard to stop development. Uh, there's been a lot of good development. Uh, our buddy John Lehman, bless his heart, always had good vision on what was going to be good for the village of Pewaukee, mm-hmm. like that development across by the beach where yeah. they got, you know, they got all those places. Uh, and, and then they have the taste of Pewaukee and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, years ago, that was vacant lots, a gas right. station. Yeah. Um, there was a laundromat in a dime store, and it looked... It, 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 it was terrible. Not, it was yeah. terrible. And now we now got you're a beautiful... Talking ac- you're talking across from the beach. Yeah, yeah. That was a beautiful development that helped the area. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there has been some good development. Uh, I I don't know if this type of development, however, is just bringing more urban... Would you call it urban sprawl yeah. into a lake country where it's no longer going to be lake country anymore? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. That's possible, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, it, mean. I can see if there's a bunch of apartments that puts that much more traffic on Highway 94 when I'm trying to drive in. <laughs> I've seen enough traffic and maniacs racing in as there is. So, uh, 
I don't know. But anyway, do your research on it. And uh, if you need to contact someone, uh, again, you can contact the mayor at the mayor at pewaukee.wi.us or the alderpersons. Yep, there you go. Well, there's Why your... Why did I say alderperson? Don't we say aldermen? No, I guess it's, well, it's politically yeah. it's politically correct to say alderperson. Yeah. yeah. Do we say congressperson now instead of congressman? Do we say congresspeople? I don't know what you say. No matter no matter what you can say, you can't be. Probably, we're always politically we're, incorrect. We're going to be wrong one way or the other. That's but why one thing we've never been accused of is being politically correct, though. No, and never, never will. Been, Los <laughs> guys, Los guys are politically incorrect. Speaking of politically incorrect, the smiley barn, which was politically incorrect because of it offended. Uh, they had a smiley face. It had a smiley, which Cody? is an evil pagan symbol. Yeah, I grew up in Illinois, and we had a barn with a smiley face yeah. not far from our house. Yeah. It's a smiley face. Is it still there? I think it's still there. Yeah, I don't see, think they took it down. See, we lost it over by Dick Smith's bait and tackle, but after 16 years... The smiley face is back. All right. It's about time, <laughs> God dang it. Well, it's over on highway. Uh, it's on I-94 and 83, basically, okay? There's a big barn that was there at one time, but now there's businesses in there, and one of them is Dick Smith's uh, Live Bait and Tackle. And people wouldn't even say the name of any businesses. they just say, oh, I'll meet you at the smiley barn. You know, I mean, that that was the place, the it's smiley barn. Everybody saw the big smiley face, right, as they're going on the freeway. But then, like, and you Danny don't want to know what they did when they saw it, Tom? They smiled. They smiled. Of course you would. Why wouldn't? If you, smiley right? faces were an evil pagan symbol, that would mean my is my dad would have been like the grand pooba of some evil cult because yeah. he used to put smiley faces on every little note that he wrote my mom. Oh, is that right? And now I'm kind of weird too. I do that too. Notes yeah. to other. Female teachers, I put it. Oh, just to the female, face. just to the females. Well, I don't want to look like a. You know, <laughs> yeah. if, if, if it's a note to guys, I put skulls and crossbones. <laughs> I get a reputation yeah, uphold here. Damn right. You know, I was telling Cody this morning. Whenever I leave the house in the morning to come to do the show, if there's anything I have to bring with me, I put it on the kitchen table with my car keys. Right. Which means you'll for sure forget. No, it. no. Then I'll remember it. But off to the side is a microwave stand, and I had it over there. I had my, I had four gut reports with one of them going to be today, four good ones. I was going to do the next four weeks, and I printed out a sponsors list that you got to do later. As you notice, I had to cross stuff out. I printed out you know, a real nice one. Well, of course, I forgot it, you know. So well, you're getting all those but, concussions you had as a kid. Too. Yeah, right. But high then, school football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, after you yeah. drank all those beers and having smokes, he fell downstairs a lot. I think mean, that may have his, done more harm than the football. Back right? at his high school parties, <laughs> his brain was just forming at age 16, and all that beer, my, all that alcohol, my one friend, started destroying brain cells yeah, before what, they even developed. When we were 14 years old, <clears throat> a friend of mine, his dad had a Rambler. Okay, if you remember the Ramblers. Ramblers. A Rambler. I had a Plymouth Valiant, 67 well, Valiant. Anyway, well, this was, I forget what you're, what it's this a Dodge. Was. But anyway, he had a Rambler. So my friend. Plan six. My f- friend decides to borrow his dad's Rambler at 14 years old. So we go driving, or he's driving at 14 in his dad's Rambler. We're Big shots, you know, we got our arms out the window, hey, we're cool. cruising chicks. So as he's on, uh, I, I remember the street too, 38th and Meineke, <laughs> I will never forget it. He's making a left-hand turn, and he sees some kids that we know, right? And he's waving, hey, hey, you know, and waving, and he forgets to continue turning. 
runs right into a concrete light pole. <laughs> I, I got I got one bet. I got one one like that. A buddy of mine up in Green Bay. The name is Ty. I won't say his last name. He was leaving. He had this hot rod Nova, right? Mm-hmm. It was all jacked up, like your typical high school jacked yeah, up yeah, Nova yeah. with a lot made a lot of noise, and you do burnouts coming out of the parking lot, mm-hmm. right? So anyway, he's pulling away from his girlfriend Lisa's house, and the family's having like a cookout, and everybody's waving. He's waving, bye, bye, see you. Wham, head on right into another car right oh. in front of his girlfriend and the whole fam. Oh, Totaled his Nova. Oh, man. How embarrassing that lot would of, be. A d- lot of dumb things we do as kids. Oh, right? my God. I can't believe. Yeah. Well, anyway, we got to go to a break. And coming up next is the gut report. And then after the 645 break, we will be playing the Horn Schwaggle, brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. So stay tuned for all that and much more. We'll be right back. He's Dan. I'm Tom. He's Cody on the boards. Stay tuned here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Come here, I'm gonna eat you! I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain! Get in my belly! The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, here's a here's a little twist, folks, on egg salad. A lot of people like making egg salad. It's quick, easy, nutritious, whatever. But here's a little twist. You take four or five hard-boiled eggs, chop them all up. Then you take one ripe avocado and scoop that out, chop it up, you know, put it in there, and then uh, put about eh, a teaspoon or so of lemon juice. You put your two or three tablespoons of mayonnaise, a little salt, a little pepper, a couple tablespoons of finely diced onions. Mix that all up. That avocado will make that egg salad different, definitely different. So, And I think it's something that you might like. The, uh, the Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Yes, he is. So, uh, this this weather... A lot of guys are having some problem finding fish. I don't know why. Some lakes are full of... You know what I found out, Danny? What did you find out, Tom? I found out that there's some... I'm not going to... I can't name the name of oh, them. Come guys on. want it. These guys said, don't you dare say... But there's lakes that got certain slot limits, like on bass and, and that. Yeah. And that they want... The DNR actually wants you to take the little ones out, the little bass, the un, the fort, uh, just under 14 inches. They want them out of the lakes. Just like up in northern Wisconsin, like on a Chippewa flowage, they want you to keep all those little largemouth bass you want, you know. They, you know, So there's lakes out there that say, yeah, take take a, take the limit, whatever the limit might be, three, four, five, whatever. Take, get I've, them out of here. You know, the size structure on Pewaukee Lake panfish is getting better. Yes, it is. And I, I do believe with the introduction of more predator fish, uh, there's more pike. They started stocking more pike, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom Kep has done his best to try and help with uh, the walleyes, with uh, a spawning habitat. Yeah. yeah. And also, you know, we had that big flood years ago. I'm yeah. thinking flooded backwaters is good for pike spawning. They'll go back into someone's backyard, for gosh sake. Yeah. Um, but now lots of walleyes. And I, I think uh, Ben, our biologist, had told us that with all those weeds out there, it just too many places for all those panfish to hide. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like they're they're getting a dent taken in them. 
My yeah. idea years ago was to go in there and just kind of net as many small panfish <laughs> out of there as you could and send yeah. them off for fertilizer. Yeah. Just so we can start improving the size, yeah. you know. Yeah. Paul Mahalik uh, gave me a call this week, and uh, he didn't realize I'm back teaching youth, uh, back teaching school again, but he's been getting some decent bluegills. Uh, I think maybe later today we can try giving him a call. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, but he doesn't really fish panfish as of yet on Pewaukee, but perhaps there might be a day someday when, mm-hmm. when he will. Well, I've heard from a lot of people who fish panfish out there that uh, targeting the crappies at the crappie size. Remember for years, the, oh, all yeah. the crappies were like four or five inches, yeah. you know. You could catch a hundred of them in an hour, it seemed like, you know, but they were all the same size, you know, they're all little. But now people are getting big enough ones that they're fillable. They're getting those uh, nine, ten inchers, you well, know. Well, I'm letting the cat out of the bag because... I think I did already, but there was a weekend in May when that little scrub island right off yeah. from the beach, boats were catching limits of crappies. Yeah, you told us that. Yeah. And they were nice crappies, too. Yeah. I uh, saw some guy and his kid with a rental boat uh, at, at the muskie shop, and they had they, they were decent-sized crappies. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I might start actually targeting some crappies out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Sometime down the road. And, and, you know, a lot of our area lakes, some of the lakes have a real good size structure on, on panfish, and some don't, you know, like, kind of like Pewaukee used to be, you know. Oh, as a matter of fact, I was looking uh, over the dock of, uh, what was that, last week or week before last, last out at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, where they have boats and motors uh, for rent. You can get a boat without a motor or a boat with a motor. They got those real nice new Alumacraft Boats, very yep. stable, very, very nice rental boats. Well, anyway, um, I walked out by the dock because I like to look out there because the guys will take the dead minnows and feed them to the bass and the bluegills or whatever. And I walked out there, Danny, and I saw there must have, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 bluegills. And most, I think all of them were around that 8-inch mark or better, but there were a couple in there. I swear a couple of them had to be almost 10 inches. They were they were like big bulls, and I went, wow, look at those babies, you know. And then, of course, I went in, got some dead minnows, and threw them out there, and they were scarfing them right up. You know, It's always fun to do. Oh, is that? Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's too bad. They got to catch me first, Danny. They'll be watching you now. Yeah, they'll be watching me. Oh, come on. You, you mean you can't give those fish some dead minnows? What the heck? You got to... Got to fatten them up for the winter time, you know, so that I can go out there and catch them. <laughs> but anyway, but, you know, one of the lakes that has an awesome size structure on bluegills, if if somebody wants to go out and catch some really nice ones, but you got to look for them, you know, you got to hunt them down, is Oconomowoc Lake. They got big, big bluegills. And, but, you know, you'll, you'll find some of those fish down in 20 feet of water, down, you know, maybe a foot or two off the bottom, You'll find some of them, you know, on the weed line edges, you know, down maybe about 12 feet. And then you're going to find some of them, you know, under the docks and whatever. But mainly those bigger ones, they're traveling in schools. They're in a little bit deeper water, sometimes suspended. But, man, I'll tell you, when you find them, they are dandies. They are nice ones. Well, Oconomowoc pretty much has big everything in there. Yeah, the only thing they don't have a lot of is crappie. Very, very few crappie on Oconomowoc. I saw a big yeah. northern in there. Yeah, they I was, got that. I was musky fishing one time, and it was in the fall. And you've probably seen this before. I, I saw it years ago as a kid on the St. Croix River. Uh, a big northern leaping out of the water 
crazily, hitting and, and just doing a series of jumps and and yeah. like leaps and landing, like a carp. Coming worse, coming out of the water like a like a uh, like flipper, the you know the seal might do it, <laughs> but it's it's shaking and going crazy. Now I've been told that that might be because if they get something lodged in their oh, throat, sure. Sure. that they may be trying to dislodge something. Sure, that's kind of like oh, you know what? Well, let's take this phone call first, and I'll tell you who do you got there, Cody? Oh, it's uh, Nick from Pewaukee. Oh, okay. Hey, Nick. Hey, how's it going? Good morning. Are you? Oh, this is Nick. Oh, yes, from... this is one of the technicians. Yes, one of the technicians from Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. What's up? What's up, Nick? Nope, that's actually not me. Oh, oh it's not. Geez. You sounded just <laughs> like right him. Right away. There you go, assuming, Tom. Yeah, I thought that Never was him. Never assume because Sorry it about makes that, a... Nick. out of you. Oh, no worries. No worries. Okay, what's up? No, I was just calling because um, I fish Pewaukee almost every weekend. My parents live out there. And it's really amazing the change with the weed edges and whatnot. And this year when I go bass fishing, we're using wacky wacky rigs, and we're catching 10, 11-inch crappies. Is that right? Yeah. Isn't it something how it's changed? If you've been fishing out there for years, right? Yeah. Yeah, and and it used to be, like I said before, all those little ones. Now you're actually getting decent ones. Wow. And, And I had talked to some guys, Nick, who were trying to go for some of those walleyes early this year, and they were trolling uh, crankbaits on the west end, 12, 13 feet of water, whatever, along shorelines, and they were getting big crappies. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Actually, Dan, it was me and my dad, I think it was 12 years ago, when we went out with you and we got seven muskies over 36 inches in five hours. Oh, that's right. That was uh, with your dad, Dan, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. We went. It was Labor Day weekend, and we went yep. out on Saturday right after the show. And oh my God, we what were what a the, great we, day! Oh my, in just the morning. How many? How many again? <laughs> I don't know. We got seven. We got three thirty-sixes, a thirty-seven, a thirty-eight, a forty-four, and a forty-five. Oh, that's, we doubled up. We got a double. That's unreal. That is awesome. Yeah, that was an awesome day. And that was that, out. Wow. That was out trolling between the Pink Boat House. <laughs> and uh, Lakeside, what they call Lakeside or yeah. Grandma's Point, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in, in yeah. water from 30 to 45 feet deep, out in the middle wow. of nowhere. Out and everybody was trolling the bowl or yeah. the edge of the basin. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. just out there setting lines, and we caught a 38-inch. So then I thought, well, let's just kind of hang. And, and, man, it was one after another. It's crazy. Wow. That's, what a fantastic day, Yeah, that was a good day, day I remember, Nick. Yeah, well, yeah, geez. Was, uh... You're, you were about college, weren't you a college student back then? Yeah, I was just, uh, I think I was just a sophomore in college. Uh, you must, now you're an old married guy with what, five kids, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Working at it. <laughs> well, thanks for calling, Nick. Appreciate yeah. it. All right, thanks, guys. All, All right, right, take care. Okay, bye now. Bye. Well, coming up next, folks, is the Hornschwaggle. Danny's going to make three statements. You're going to say that's a horn swoggle. I've got a tractor yeah. to sell you, Mr. Douglas. Which is BS, or it's a no horn swoggle, which means he's telling you the truth. So to be a contestant, Cody's going to answer maybe the third or fourth caller, whatever he feels like. And all you got to do is call 799-1250. Can I give What's a clue that? on what, what they should know about? What all should I got they know about? Wax on, wax off. <laughs> is that right? Got that? Got that? Okay, wax on, wax off. You, you, you got to do it with the accent? Wax on, wax off. Okay. He's got it. Okay, he's got yeah, it. I don't think I want to say wax yeah. off. Yeah, no. <laughs> you got to watch Let's it. Let's go to break. 799-1250. Be a contestant for the Hornswoggle. 
win a great prize from Bait May Fitch, Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. We'll be right back on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Now, here's the deal. We had a corn testing for the horn schwaggle, but somehow they dropped off. So 799-1250 will take the first caller that calls in. You can win a prize package, wonderful prize package from Baitmate Fish Attractant, Coleman Insect Repellents. And the thing about the wax, you really don't have to know that much about wax. <laughs> about wax. wax it's just <laughs> questions. So I basically make three statements about the great outdoors. Yeah. And if I'm lying, it's a horn schwaggle. If I'm not lying, it's no horn schwaggle. So, um, yeah, so that's how it works. Uh, while we get our call, Canada Goose Tom, you were right for the first time ever. Early goose season starts September 1st. So, what day is September 1st? Pull out your pocket calendar on your iPhone, Tom. Yeah, on my iPhone. <laughs> You're not seriously looking at a flip phone to see. Of course. The first is on a Saturday. Next Saturday? Yeah, it's on a Saturday. Wow. I might yeah. have to bust some geese. September Scott, 1st. Scott, are you a... listening? Yeah, September 1st. Are we going to go 1st? blast some geese? Yeah, September 1st. Oh, 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 okay. oh, oh, my friend, that would be fun. What do you got, Cody? That's oh, Nick from Pewaukee again. Oh, hey, <laughs> Nick. Back on. All right. Oh. We should have just kept you on the line there, Nick. Yeah. And uh, if if uh, if you if you haven't already, just leave your address and stuff, mailing address, so we can yep. uh, get this stuff to you. Oh, also, I got to put a disclaimer in here, Tom. Uh, the last two weeks' winners, here's the deal. If you didn't get your stuff, the gal from Baitmate has been on vacation for a couple of weeks because I got it one of those automated out-of-office replies yeah. oh, when okay. I tried to email the winner. Now, like Rocky, we had the wrong address by, yeah. we're going to blame, what's his name for that? Uh, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. So we had the wrong address on that. So when I tried to resend it, uh, along with last week's winner, I got the out-of-office. I think she got back in town like today or something. So your stuff will be coming, guys. I apologize for, for the wait, but... You know, a person has to have a vacation now and then. So here we go, Nick. Uh, hunting. We're going to go with hunting. Uh, a, a 44 Magnum handgun with a decent heavy load is plenty good medicine with good shot plate placement for a big Wisconsin black bear. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? I'm going to say no horn swaggle. No horn swaggle, yes. I, I myself shot a decent Wisconsin black bear with a 280 grain federal uh, loaded swift A frame bullet that drilled double lunged it, and he only went 50 yards. So good. <laughs> okay, here's okay. where the, here's Nick where the wax one goes. Wax worms okay. are actually used as a major ingredient in car wax. Horn swaggle. Horn swaggle. Oh, geez, I thought you'd Those think are about carnuba that worms. <laughs> what the heck is that? I know, I just I'm made it up. It. it sounded good, actually, Nick. I almost believed him over there. So, anyway, you're two for two. Let's see if you would have got the third. The third one, I think, is actually uh, a Magnum revolver, like a 44 Magnum, is allowed in Wisconsin as long as it has a two inch barrel. That's. Hello? Cons- Hello, still there? Okay, so a Magnum revolver with a two-inch barrel is legal for hunting deer and bear in Wisconsin. 
Hornswoggle. It's Horn. got to be six or seven inch. Yeah, well, you're, I think it's five and a half. I think five it's 3.5, boys. Is it? Really? I don't know. I thought it was five and a half. I know, but it's longer than two. You win, Nick. So, <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you win. Nick, so what kind of a bait mate, what flavor bait mate do you want? Uh, what, panfish, bass, uh, game fish? Uh, I'll do, I'll do uh, game fish. Game fish. Okay, that's that's a pretty yeah. good one. I, that works pretty good. And it works good on the mini mites, too, if you spray it for f- catching panfish or put it on your wacky yeah. wacky worms. Yeah, quite a bit in the spring. Yeah, yeah. and as far as... Um, as far as your uh, Coleman insect repellent, DEET or DEETless? DEET. With the DEET, 40, 100%, what do you think? Do they have 50? Uh, I don't think no, so. No, they got a 40 reason, or 100. I think they got 40, 100. You know what? Yeah. I'll do 100. Might, 100. Ooh. Okay. Just be careful with that stuff, Nick. Uh, don't get it on your gun stock because I yeah. learned that the hard way. <laughs> and I think you're not supposed to put it on bare skin either, that yeah, 100%. Sure. I'll do 40 then. I'll do 40. All right, yeah, do okay. the 40 there stuff. Go. Good All idea. Right. All right, thanks for listening. And uh, have you got the address? Okay, we're cool, man. All, All right, Nick, thanks. thanks. Yep, take day. care. Yep. Hey, bye, bye now. Well, that was the Hornswoggle. Yeah, that was our Hornswoggle. I'm pretty sure, or, or is it six-inch barrel for a handgun? Well... Anyway, here's some other seasons. Uh, Youth waterfowl hunt, September 15th and 16th. Early teal season also starts the 1st through the 7th. Uh, One thing that you have to realize for that early goose season, I'm I'm going off top of my head here. I believe you have to get the, uh, this HIP, HIPAA survey thing, HIP. You got to get that. You got to get your goose license, and then you got to get the early season goose tag. But then, when the regular season starts, you also have to have the regular goose season. It's check when you go get it. It's kind of confusing. You got to buy so many things, but be careful. You can't just go buy one thing when you want to go hunting these waterfowl. You got to have a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Need a bunch of things. Need to make sure you buy. Check your regulations. You can go online. DNR pretty much explains everything. Yeah, I was talking to a guy the other day. He was getting he first time deer hunter, and you know, first time uh, gun hunter or bow hunter, it, it's only five bucks if you if it's your first time. The license is only five dollars, which is quite a deal. And but if you're going to be a bow hunter, you got to add an extra three dollars if you want to use a crossbow. Why do they have an extra charge if you want to use a crossbow? Because they make more money, Tom. Well, I know that. It's, it's, but, it's but capitalism, I mean, it's, it's man. Like, it's America's finest. The DNR yeah. needs money. But it, but isn't it silly? You know, you get an archery license, but up oh, if you're going to use a crossbow, extra three bucks. You pay more. You pay more. You, you can um, wax on and wax off all you want. Morning but. Dove <laughs> opens September 1st. Uh, have you ever hunted Morning Dove, Tom, or know anybody who has? After you, all that well, debate and stuff. Um. Well, first of all, we used to shoot them before there was a season on them. But we're, hey, we're hey, past. Hey. We're past. Is that uh, before or after you were feeding minnows this off was, the dock? Uh, what, what, what are they called? A statue of limitations has applied. Um, my son, Nick, used to do it down in Arizona a lot. And uh, I got to admit, he's not the greatest shot. Not the greatest swing shot. <laughs> well, don't they fly a little bit? Uh, oh, they're squirrely. They're, they squirrely. they're squirrely. They don't fly in a straight no, line. No, no. They're left, right, up, down. They're all over. Why would a bird do that? Avoiding the bullets. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, they're yeah, they fly real squirrely. Yeah. I wonder they're if they're weird. like oh. one, if they're unbalanced or something. Speaking of that, I come out of my house one day, walk to the backyard. I'm going to the garage, right? And in the backyard, like 15 feet from me, 
there's a red-tailed hawk just sitting in the middle of the backyard. And I and I come around the corner and I see this thing and go, whoa. And now, you know, he sees me and that wingspan, Danny had to be six feet. I mean, it was huge. Right, right. And he, and he hops up, gives a few flaps, goes into a little bush on the side, like a tree bush, whatever it is, I don't know. And then uh, gives me a look, kind of turns his head, and then flies away. And it's like, what the heck was he doing just sitting in the middle of this small backyard, you know? He just, it was... It has startled me too, especially when he took off like that. You know, I, I think that's an omen, Tom. A good omen. Say it's good, please. Say it's just say it's good. Lie Maybe to me. I gotta say think it's about good. It, but Native Americans <laughs> would say that's an omen. That's, no, that's a good omen. I'm gonna I'm gonna believe that that was a good omen. Are you okay? I'm gonna believe it was a good omen. Okay. I'll let you know. I got to check with my sources. All right. Hey, folks, it's top of the hour. You know what time it is. It is time now for Cody Grant and your sports update. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.